Hey, everybody. Welcome to Movie Marathon with Mike and Murph. Uh, well, we have finished our Canon uh, films run. It's a very Canon Christmas. Uh, we're now into 2023. And we wanted to do a recap episode to talk about some of our, our favorite uh, ranked movies in this in this run. Uh, talk a little bit about what's going on that we saw in 2022 and then uh, hit what we think we're going to do next and the timing. And uh, hopefully um, have all you join us for for that next run. Uh, good evening, Mike. Good evening. I'm, I'm excited for the next run. We're just we're just going hard. Sorry, say that again. Our podcast. We're just doing a what? I'm just going to go right to hardcore porn reviewing, talking about. Oh yeah, this is. A, <laughs> we're going to do ninety. We're going to do late nineties porn. 80s, it's going <laughs> to just be a Jenna Jameson um, uh, coming of age tale. Yes. <laughs> yeah, which it was a. Form, form formidable years for me for both her career and for me as a as a young adult i love it i love it uh but before we get to that we're really <laughs> really here to, to keep talking canon movies <laughs> we don't want to well don't wanna i mean change. although i think they'd be okay with uh i think golden globus would be like oh yeah you know that's important stuff you had to talk about jenna jameson uh well in golden globus we're getting royalties from this podcast even though we make no money from it <laughs> they somehow get podcast uh, royalties <laughs> For us talking about their movies, so it's, the rights in Romania and are yeah. making money off that. I don't know. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, it's um, it's Romania and, and Israel are, are the two funding sources <laughs> for this podcast. Um, we're we're huge in Israel. We are huge with one person. Uh, we are huge in Belgium. I actually haven't checked our stats in a while, but last time uh, there Belgium is, there was surging. Fan in Belgium. So so <laughs> a shout out to our our, our Belgian fan. We Again, appreciate I'm it. Pretty sure it's Jean Claude Van Damme, or maybe his mom. I don't know. Um. <laughs> well, for this episode, I think we were going to recap. We did eight movies for the the very canon Christmas, uh, culminating in the the perennial classic uh, New Year's Evil, which dropped. I think it was the Friday before New Year's Eve. Um, and so I think what we wanted to do was take a take a shot at ranking them and working our way backwards from eighth to first, and just see what we think about each other's choices. Uh, see if we disagree, if we agree, and then. Um, uh, figure out uh who was right or wrong that's so we're gonna arm wrestle we're gonna verbally arm wrestle at the end of this to, to determine who, who's so what i what i enjoyed about ranking them was i ranked them and then i looked up what i rated the movies and it did not line up <laughs> Good, I, I stand by it i did not look up what i i ranked any of mine i just went off of like okay i'm looking at this list what does my gut tell me i'm using I, i'm curious what your criteria is going to be mine was Largely, all right. How much do I want to watch it again? How much am I going to just sit sit and check it out? And and then just sort of what I recall about how I felt about it when we when we did it on the podcast. Um, some I feel like are unfairly ranked, but I tried to use a criteria that I feel like what's the most consistent for me to view it in terms of well, I come back to this movie at some point. What about you? Yeah. So my one and eight were really easy. <laughs> that was just like slotted. Me too. In me too. Really. I, well, I'm guessing we might be the same on those. <laughs> I, well, uh, well I'll, let's, yeah, we'll save it. Then I then I had two groupings. My two, three, and four are pretty interchangeable, and five, six, seven are pretty interchangeable. And I kind of did the same thing of what am I most likely to want to like? What am I most likely to watch again next? And and that's not entirely fair because you know there's a you know, one movie's 90 minutes, one's 120. That's a different consideration. And one, um, but that was kind of my tiebreaker of 
what am I probably going to watch most in the rest of my life? That's that's kind of how I felt. Is like to me, this is all right. We're 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 doing this because we enjoy it. I'm not here to critically rank any of these movies. Um, and I, unfortunately, these are not the types of movies anyone's going to get too angry that that finished number six on the list of movies. No, I well, there's one person, and it might be our Belgian lister for, for, for some of these, right? So I don't know. Um, we'll, we'll see. Well, um, all right. Let's so we're gonna go from eight to one. Uh, I, I guess uh, you go, I go, and then we'll we'll go to seven. Right. So I, do you want to start? I think I can go for both of us for number eight. I actually, I'm curious if you actually picked the same one, but go for it. Let's see what you said. Uh, uh, number eight, cyborg. Yes, that is correct. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I knew yeah. it was. <laughs> I think you're listening think, yeah. to the episode. I think anyone would know uh, that is not a shocker. I think that was the only episode I've, we've done where I've just literally ran out of steam in the middle of it. Like, yep, I got nothing left. We're done. I think that I think the most interesting part of talking about that to me was all of the failed movies that that slowly trickled into what became Cyborg with yeah. um, the Spider-Man movie, and then what was it, another Superman movie or something? Yeah. No, uh, Masters of the Universe. Oh, that's right. Masters of the Universe, the, se- the sequel, and then a Spider-Man, a canon-produced Spider-Man movie. That's right. Those all still sound more interesting to me than Cyborg. Um, uh, that all came out as gobbledygook. Can you repeat that? <laughs> I think we should move on to number seven. <laughs> okay, number seven. All right. Uh, do you want me to go? Go ahead. Uh, I have Invaders from Mars. Oh, motherfucker. So do I. Really? Yeah. Well, actually, was- I, I picked it at seven because it was just boring. I I, I, I didn't not enjoy it. It was just boring. I had a tough time because I think it's better made than some of the movies I have mm-hmm. ahead of it. But similar, I was like, I don't know when I'm ever going to go back and watch that again. Like, no, I've seen I'm not it. either. Yeah. Um, and especially that I liked the original, like, 50s one more. Um, so it was like when there's like another version of it that I think is better, it's like it's really hard to imagine when I'd go back and watch this one. But I don't know. Sometimes these canon movies can surprise you. Like three years from now, I could see this pop up and put it on and be like, you know what? I'm kind of getting into Invaders from Mars. What's weird is I've never seen this just on cable. I saw that one time on like on like local network TV on like a Saturday. I've never seen this on like USA where it's just it playing does feel or like a perfect like kick around cable movie because. Like catching it in between commercials or stuff, like it'd be enough to maybe like suck you in. And by the time you get to the end, like, oh, that really wasn't that good. But I kind of got pulled into it. Um, But uh, I guess with this David kid, I got to know. It looks like he's going to be a rocket scientist. Is he going to? Is he going to fuck this nurse? (laughs) That nurse kind of looks like his mom. Oh wait, it is his mom. (laughs) Um, Sorry, uh, I'm going a little R-rated tonight. Apparently, uh, apparently. All right, that's okay. well, all right. So number, so Invaders from Mars. I I will say this. You're right. It is better produced and better looking than a lot of the movies on the list. Um, it's got some really big names attached to it. Again, this is our maybe our sympathy for Toby Hooper. He got attached to a lot of projects with Canon that didn't pan out. So I think that's. I feel bad putting it that low because I like Toby Hooper. I like John Dykstra. Uh, I like Stan Winston. There's a lot of big names attached to it. But yeah, man, that's yeah. That's what hurt me a little bit too. Of like, I acknowledge it is technically better than some things <laughs> i have ahead of it but oh but there, this is technically better than everything else i have uh after this so, <laughs> i just didn't i was just bored by the movie it was just 
That's the problem. On paper, my, I'm, all of my answers are wrong from here on out. So, but I, I but it's my personal preference. It's, it's what's in your heart. It's a, it is what's in my heart. So number six for you. Okay. I'm curious if this is where we're going to start having some differences. Number six for me is American Ninja. You piece of shit. <laughs> no. Why, why, why'd you pick American Ninja uh, at six? Let me hold off and talk about it after I talk about my number five pick because they were kind of neck and neck. Neck and neck. Okay. And so they, yeah, they kind of. I'm going to guess. I already think I think I already know what your number five pick is. All right, I, I did 52 pick up at number six. Motherfucker. <laughs> All right. Eat shit, John well, Franken. This podcast might be ending by <laughs> after these rankings. I just, uh, it's like I said, I, I ranked it based on movies I'm going to come back to and watch again. I like Elmore Leonard written movies a lot. Um, I watch Mr. Majestic probably far more than I should. Um, <laughs> and uh but i it, it just it's it's kind of dark it's kind of sad um Scheider's probably not at his peak you know at this anymore so it's just to your point earlier you know with um invaders from mars i'm just i'm probably not going to come back to it that much so that's kind of why i put it lower okay. well, on my list you won't be hearing about it from me for a little while. Well, te- I mean, on on paper, again, it has all of the technical qualities of what well, like what a good movie should be, and it, even when we talked about the episode, now, it was now, reviewed pretty I just well. Want to make sure you were doing the movies we just watched for this canon run. There wasn't like <laughs> I'm giving you my criteria right now. It's, okay, it's based okay. On the, yeah, my should... enjoyment of watching it and not the actual no, rankings. No, of, of... I, I see what you're saying. Um, you're wrong, but you know. <laughs> I, I can live with it. Okay. Because uh, I'll tell you this, my Amazon Prime and my HBO suggested movies rankings, when I get those, oh are yeah. all fucked up because of us doing this wrong. No, mine are already messed up from watching like canon movies or things. And so it's, yeah, it's fair. It's a shit show now. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I, just, I made the algorithms way worse. Although, actually, I think this has improved the algorithms because it's finally like, oh, you have really shitty taste. All right, <laughs> we can know what to do with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let us introduce you to more canon movies. Yeah, you're not like oh, you just want canon movies. We got it. Like, all right. Well, I'm we curious. All right, so we, we we finally we split pretty quick. Um, I'll go with my number yeah, yeah. five, and uh, that was Life Force. Okay, I kind of that would have been my guess for how this is how this is tracking for you. Um, <laughs> I, I I I liked. When we talked about, I had a lot of fun watching it because I'd never seen it, um, not, at least not all the way through. And um, I liked. I I feel like when we talked about it, I was like, I could see where they're going with this. It's a big movie for for canon. It's a shame it failed. I can kind of, I guess, I could kind of give them enough credit when I watched it of seeing what the vision was supposed to be. And for the most part, it, yeah. it gets it gets close in some areas. So I I, I enjoy watching it. Uh, the nudity doesn't hurt either. So, <laughs> it's, it's... <laughs> all right. So my uh, number five, missing in action. God damn it, Mike! I know. I know. Explain to I me came... why why you've ranked Colonel Braddock so low. <laughs> well, I, I think the movie is a little dry, a little slow at times. It has some great sequences, but I, I just like thinking about. It, I was like, when am I going to put this on again? And I was like, man, like, there's some really slow parts in it. And I, I don't like that really, they really stick out in my brain. 
to where it's like, ah, I, I could see me taking a little while to watch this. To the point I almost put American Ninja ahead of this. And I, I was right about to do it. And then I backed off because I was like, well, after you watch Missing in Action, I did go and watch Missing in Action 2 and 3. <laughs> and it was worth and it. I did not go watch American Ninja 2 and 3. So I was like, well, I guess Missing in Action did hit me with something something a little more to inspire me to go check out the, the I, next one. I almost watched American Ninja 2 last night. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I, get, I mean, it's still, uh, you know, down at five but i did go watch the second and third one <laughs> within like a week or two of of seeing this so yeah that says uh, something yeah yeah so obviously i you know i didn't didn't hate my time with it you like that sweet sweet uh uh blonde mullet of uh of uh chuck old chuck norris um or was it the part with uh uh mm at walsh where he's with uh, a bunch of thai prostitutes <laughs> That what was, was the highlight for you? The Thai prostitutes, the murdering of the Vietnamese people for no reason, or um, uh, a blonde karate man? <laughs> uh, I think it was when Chuck Norris stripped down to his black underpants. I knew you'd say that. <laughs> All right. Moving to number four. <laughs> <laughs> What's your number four? My number four. And so I just want to say again, my two, three, four were... I could see this changing like any day of the week, but my number four is life force. So pretty close to you. Okay. Yeah. I'll give you that. I, um, I, I did American Ninja number four. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I could watch it every now and I would then. Hope I can't because so, we're running out of movies. <laughs> we are running out of movies. Um, uh, I, I enjoyed the silliness of the last, like the third act where it's just, it's just Joe uh, and his, yeah, and that's his uh, sensei or whatever, and he just all of a sudden learns his entire backstory. All of a sudden, has magical powers. People <laughs> are fucking disappearing, and that's why I came close mm. to putting it higher. And maybe, like, especially ahead of maybe like missing an action. Because I was like, I will definitely watch this again at some point because it's just bananas. And I love it. It's 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 prime canon movie for me. It's got it's got ninjas. It's got Uzis. It's got nonsensical plots, and it's got uh, uh, ambiguous, vague international villains and and, and people that it's stereotypes. Stereotypes for a canon movie, and that and American Ninja like it scratches that itch. Oh, it does. And I I I think um, I want to see the next one because apparently it takes place. Uh, it's like violence attacks in paradise is like the tagline or something like that. I think it's in the Caribbean. <laughs> All right, are we going to three? Three. Hit me with your three. My number three. Oh, I'm nervous about your reaction on this one. New Year's Evil. Yeah, you motherfucker. Making my list. Uh, pretty shocked where I was immediate. Pretty immediately. New Year's Evil is going to be two or three. <laughs> I was too. No, I I, I, I looked at my list like, and I'm like, I well, guess I really like that movie. <laughs> like, I, I, like, I might need to track down the Blu-ray on that one because apparently <laughs> I, I, I stuck in, uh, uh, the Gorley and Russ podcast ripped us off, and they also did it for New Year's Eve this year. I know. I was I was uh, blown away. I think they had as much fun with it as we did, though. I listened to their yeah. episode when I was flying back from California, and it was. Uh, I think I think it is a fun movie if you can 
obviously the violence aside, if you can if you can just look at the movie on on a, on surface value, it's it's a lot of fun just because the plot doesn't make any sense. It's a crazy crazy bad guy, and uh, it's it's like an early canon movie that where where they really lay out the they're laying the groundwork and foundation for how much they hate women in movies going forward. Hey, you know what? What next New Year's Eve we're doing it again? I'm I'm good. I, I would do Lock it. that in. All <laughs> yeah. right. I'll do it on June 30. If you want to do like a half year, New Year's half year, <laughs> I'll fucking do it. I loved it. Half New Year's Evil. Half New Year's Evil. That's, I, that's uh... the one with Derek. <laughs> <laughs> I do wish they had a sequel for slasher movies. I was just oh, thinking, my, I was I like, know. man, it's I like, wish they, they got a sequel. I, would, I wouldn't want someone to try to make one now because it'd be too like knowing. Like, I wish they had done it. Then. No, it needs to be like, <laughs> a, a, like hey, Nine months after this came out, Canon already rushed another movie out. To like this, this had made like ten million dollars at the box office, and Canon was like, "All right, if people want it, people want this. Let's do it again." Yeah, I'm I'm a little disappointed. We never got a sequel. We never got to find out what happened to Derek, and if he actually pierced his ears, and uh, <laughs> if if if, uh, if, if uh, what is it? Spaceship to America took off. America, yeah. <laughs> but what happened when they couldn't they couldn't have Derek Blaze's son anymore? Oh no! We lost Blaze's son. What happened? Murder. Oh, he, he went to jail. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. Um. All right. Well, I'm gonna take. Number? I'm gonna take a guess. At your number two. Wait. Have you done your three? Oh shit! No. Uh, my number three is missing in action. Yeah, I figured. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> um. No, I'm kidding. Uh, it, it's I. I just have a soft spot for it. Um, it's just one of those where I've seen it a bunch as a kid. It's not a good movie, um, but it's got like a lot of kind of G.I. Joe DNA stitched into it. And that just for whatever reason really lands with me. And Spider-Man. So, and Sp- it's got, yes, and that's I think it's got a lot of Spider-Man movies in it. And I think that's really, or uh, cartoons in it. And that's really important. So I think next time we do these rankings, we should also try to guess each other's. We were pretty close. I kind of had a feeling you and I would be neck and neck on some of these, and I, I, I I'm gonna guess your number two is Fifty Two Pickup. You are correct, but you know that's it's getting easier as we go along because <laughs> it's between two movies. Yeah, no, I know. I figured. I, uh, I, I just know how much you liked those Jonathan, those uh, oh god, what is that guy's name? Jonathan Glover uh, teeth. Yes, that that was really what for me put it. Those like side villain. Like the main villain and then his like little henchmen people of they were just really memorable characters and they really went a long way for me and have kind of stuck with me how like dark and twisted they made the whole thing and then you know it's always it's got Roy Scheider so that compared to some of these other movies the acting talent is just caliber um, it's just significantly better and more watchable so I'd be I I do want to rewatch this one. To see how it holds up in like six months, because I'm, I'm developing pretty fond memories of it. But sometimes you go back and watch something again and be like, like "Oh, there actually wasn't a whole lot there," or like it really is like, "Oh man, like this." <laughs> I really enjoy what's going on here. <laughs> I um, like I said, I, I'm not against watching it again. I just don't feel like it's one that I'm going to voluntarily come back too very often um, and i may just be more of a noir um, uh I, I think it's okay you just say you have better taste in well. movies you have better taste in movies than <laughs> i do and i 100 agree with you um so can i guess your number two uh oh i, I hope you can 
Evo. Evo. This is Bullies. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I really enjoyed New Year's Evil. It, it was one I, I think I watched for the first time last year, maybe. And it's so, it's so, it's so weird. It's so bonkers, and it's so peak canon of them just trying to rip off uh, Halloween and Friday the Thirteenth. And I'm like, love it. It's good. It's just. <laughs> It's all the beats that I want to see, and yeah, um, wrapped up with has, crazy canon stuff. <laughs> yeah, has just enough craziness and, and and nonsense that I'm I'm good with it. And I think uh, I I I actually watched it again. I think last week I just turned it on. I was home and I was like, well, let's see what Richard and let's see what Derek are up to. And it turns out they're yeah, still up to evil. Yeah, it keeps growing on me more and more. Of- <laughs> I mean, maybe it'd be one of those things uh, where, like, uh, the Academy Awards will come back and posthumously award Golden Globe as some sort of credit for that. <laughs> hey, I would. I know the, the Academy Awards are desperate to get more rele- relevant, so I wouldn't put anything past happening. Last year it was uh, Chris Rock beating the shit out of, uh, or Chris or Will Smith beating the shit out of Chris Rock, and this year it's going to be Golden Globus getting <laughs> getting awards for movies that came out forty something years ago. <laughs> I'm guessing the Golden Globus one's going to be more controversial. Nah, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. I, no think, I think it'll pan out. All right. So that, I guess that means number one. It, it's the only choice. Kumate. Number one is... Kumate. 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 You okay? Or, oh, I screwed it up. America, <laughs> A-OK. No, USA, A-OK. USA, A-OK. <laughs> um, yep, it is the story of uh, Jackson Duke. and Frank Dukes. And their their eternal yeah. their eternal love for each other that forms at the Kumite. And my eternal love for them. Uh I would argue that there's a bigger love story between Jackson and Dukes than there is uh between Dukes and the reporter. Oh, I think we did argue that. Oh, we, <laughs> a, did we? Yeah, well, I think I think we both agreed on that one that it was pretty obvious <laughs> that that uh Dukes was was into some Jackson. <laughs> But yeah, you can't. I just I felt like even when we set out to start this, I feel like some of the my my, my choices have moved around. Um, but I, I kind of always was like pretty sure. All right, Bloodsport's gonna be number one. Like it's gonna be pretty hard well, to, to upset. It's also we picked Bloodsport specifically as like an anchor movie. The like the like oh we need a big canon movie in this. <laughs> Like like and that was like to us that was Bloodsport. Like we need something that's not. We need totally something a, everybody loves. Yeah, based on need, the download stats, not everybody loves it. But we need. <laughs> um. Yeah. Apparently, in Halloween, the the most successful independent movie of all time up until Blair Witch, <laughs> yeah. is better than Bloodsport. All right, we got it. <laughs> Tired of hearing it from people. Bloodsport's better to me. Um. It's yeah, one, one thing I've learned from doing this podcast, Bloodsport is not quite in the national zeitgeist the way I thought it was. <laughs> uh, Judge Dredd is apparently more in the zeitgeist than Bloodsport is. Bloodsport still second from the lat from the bottom of of downloaded episodes. That is a damn shame. I know. It, it's, it's only beating out um, Cyborg. So apparently, people don't <laughs> like Jean Claude. What? This is a Which, tragedy. Well, I got some bad news coming because our next episode is going to be So, sorry, everybody, but we're doubling down on that shit. Lord, <laughs> so, the Street Fighter one is pretty decent. Yeah, it's third overall, which is yeah. weird. 
<laughs> which I also we've and this, this I'm sure this has a little bit to do with me, but also both of us. Um, <laughs> for the limited time we've done this, really knocking out a lot of John Claude Van Damme movies pretty quick. Yeah, I think we're gonna run out of steam here pretty soon. Not cyborg to get knocked out already. <laughs> we need about another uh, time cop and a Universal Soldier, and we're gonna be tapped out here. In a oh no, no, we're definitely doing Legionnaire. Legionnaire, we have, we have to do Legionnaire. I've never seen Lionheart and I've never seen Kickboxer. Simon says. I uh, no, he's not in that. It's Dane Cook and it's uh it's Dane Cook and and Robin. What? Yeah, no, he's not that's J C V D and Robin. No, there's no, it's another one that's called uh Double Team. Oh okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then double impact is the other event. Is the oh that's a good one. We should do double yeah, impact. Where he is the twins. We should just really take a weird left turn. Just like we're only so we gonna do Van about, Dam. And we need to do that too, so we can talk about the turnover of Hong Kong to China. Because I that's a I know we both want to talk about that pretty intensely. Topical. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I do want to talk talk about in that movie, uh Jeffrey. Oh man, what's his name? Uh Jeffrey Palmer? is it Jeffrey Lewis? Oh, I have no I, idea. I think it is Jeffrey Lewis's wig in that when they show him as a young <laughs> man, young guy. It's about the uh, the worst wig you could you could uh um you could ask for. And uh they Jeffrey make Lewis, you're correct. All right, Jeffrey Lewis. So he I think people know him from uh, probably Double Impact. He's also one of the uh, vampires in uh, Salem's Lot. And so I think... Um, and uh, Bolo Young in Double Impact as well. Uh, that's right. Now they've got another, they got another JCBD repeat with uh, Bolo Young. So, yeah, I just I just feel like um, when we did Bloodsport, it was just never going to... You're just not going to top it. It's too good. It's too much of a classic out of the ones we watched. But Fucking fantastic. I, I, well, and that, like, talking to, like, what am I going to watch the most again? It's like, yeah, I'm going to watch Bloodsport most out of any of these movies, like, by far. Yeah. I'm I'm not changing my Zoom background from James Braddock, but I, I, I will watch <laughs> uh, Bloodsport again. God damn. All right. That was a fun run. It was a fun run. And we'll do it again. <laughs> In about six weeks. Yeah. yeah. I don't well, know. Maybe that'll be our uh, Christmas tradition. Uh no 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 well that's gonna be New Year's Evil okay we gotta do we gotta do it every oh every but next, no next, next year Invasion USA into Christmas Evil Uh yes uh, I, I I do not want to watch Christmas Evil <laughs> that was a very dark weird movie oh right yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Um, I will watch Silent Night Deadly Night though no I mean Invasion USA into New Year's Evil <laughs> oh yeah 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 I'm g- good but we're yeah, good not, yeah I will pass on Christmas Evil as well to be honest. Are there any Thanksgiving horror movies or, or action movies? I'm sure there. Oh, action movies. I don't know. I'm sure there mm. are ones, but mm. Maybe we should make have one. to research that. Mm. Mm. Get a mm. few months. We have some months. Funding. Get filming going. Maybe I'll start some cats. We'll just put my cats in it to save some money. <laughs> All right. So, so, so moving on here. So we're at the new year. Anything from 2022? that uh, really stood out to you. Yeah, and I'm sure you're doing the same thing I'm trying to do right now, which is pull my stats on Letterboxd so I can look at what was 2020. I spent a little time at work actually pulling them up and have a tiny list. Oh, okay. Um, uh, you know what I will say before we we say that, that's what's tough I've, I've had a hard time with is um, with having kids, it makes it really challenging sometimes to watch newer stuff that's not just uh kids movies and so i was looking Especially at my list the age your kids are at yeah i i have a almost three-year-old and a, and a almost seven-year-old um and so i was looking at my list 
and I've I've only watched 24 movies from t- that came out in 2022, which that seems uh, pretty damn good. That's two a month, like, but it's crazy how many movies come out. It, it is, but everything I'm looking at was was, uh, it's all very blockbustery stuff. And actually, I would take one of those off because it's an MST3K movie, so I don't think that technically counts. But <laughs> um, yeah, why not? It was weird because if I look at it, like everything I have either skews skews towards horror or it skews towards kids' movies. And so <laughs> Yeah, I know. Um, if I had to if I had to pick like a, a short list, um, and this may be on yours. So if I if I if I'm stealing it from you, I, I apologize. Oh no, no. Um Barbarian to me was probably the higher rank, one of the higher ranked movies I had in terms of, of horror. Yeah, that's on my list. Yeah, I, I really liked it. Um for anybody who hasn't seen it, it's it's a I would describe it as like it's a hard to describe because of, of like seven got some twists to it. Yeah. Yeah. It's got some good twists and some good character buildup that you wouldn't expect. And it, it reminds me a little bit of like uh seven um, in terms of sort of the body horror stuff that, that goes on uh, mixed with maybe people under the stairs, but it's really well shot. It's got a very interesting perspective on it. Um, and I cannot remember the, the lead actress's name in it, but she is excellent in it. And then I think uh, Justin Long does a great job. He kind of becoming a guy that, is maybe atypical for what he tip- he, he usually is. He's, he's sort of an unlikable actor in it. Um, and it's got a very interesting ending. I, I thought it was great. It, it wasn't scary so much as it had some good surprises in it and some good twists. I thought uh, it had some good moments of being pretty scary. It did. I, I just, I'm also like, it you know, wasn't like, like, it's not, it's not like, uh, um, it wasn't like tension fields. No. And, or, I'll give you credit. It had different types of tension. So the initial act of it, I was like, oh, it's okay. It's going to be this kind of movie. I was like, ah, I don't know, but like, I've heard good things. And then it takes like a big twist and goes a different direction with a whole other kind of tension to it. Um, and that's, I was like, oh my God, this is it's pretty fantastic. Um, and it's just hard to talk about too much because without, without ruining it for people, the yeah. experience of it is what was. Pretty important, I think. To you see, like it feels, it's got some topical ideas of like kind of modern politic kind of things, and and you think that's the direction it's headed, and it doesn't abandon those ideas. There's still themes in it, but it goes to a really different place. It it does, and I I but yeah, I thought that was. Yeah, I I thought it was kind of a refreshingly new horror movie um, in a year where Halloween ends came came out, it, and I thought it was playing with a lot of recent horror movie like elevated horror or like post um, Get Out horror of oh we're gonna be horror but like have a political message behind it and then it kind of goes pretty straight horror <laughs> of it like at times where it's pretty scary um, yeah, yeah no, i thought it was fantastic i um what about you like so i uh, you and i both i think kind of i, I kind of figured we would both agree on that one what, what else do you get what do you have for for 2022 uh so i i kind of had two different lists one porn um that well i don't know maybe i didn't do a good job with these lists <laughs> i was trying to make <laughs> one that was like oh these are going to stand out to me as like the great movies from 2022 and then another one that was kind of like oh these are movies i'm gonna definitely 
remember from 2022, even if there may be, uh, I wouldn't quite put them in the category of some of the other movies, or I, I felt they didn't quite hit me as hard, but those still movies I will remember from 2022. So it's like movies, as I have like that new Avatar movie, I'm like, that's something I'm going to remember from 2022. Um, Cause my kids uh, are nine and 12. And so I was able to take them to go see the new Avatar movie and they both really enjoyed it. Um, and so that's kind of like, Oh, that's something that yeah, I will remember taking them to go see that. Cause it seems like that's, they're at an age where generationally that may be something with these subsequent ones coming out that they kind of no, remember in, growing up of like, yeah, oh, every couple years early. new Avatar movie. No, no, I think that's good because that you're right. They're they're at that perfect age for this is where it's going to leave an impression on them, right? Yeah. Um, I, I think my favorite movie of the year right now from what I've seen, I'd probably say uh, Banshees of Anna Sharon, the Colin Farrell um, what is his name? Uh, McDonough, I think it's right about. Anyway. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I that the I think it's McDonough or something like Don yeah. or something like that. Uh, yeah, it was, it's fantastic. It's funny. It's tragic. It's like it's so much. And uh, yeah, I just I am actually I watched it not too long ago. It's on HBO Max now, and I was actually I was like, man, I'm gonna watch that again soon. It was really, really good. I need to see that. I again, I felt like I didn't watch any serious movies. Um, I look at my my mix; it's either kids movies, action movies, or horror movies, and that's it. There's no real dramas or anything else. I did. I will say, I mean, I'm looking at the kind of the one outlier. Uh, also in that list is Hocus Pocus two, which I'll tell you is hot, hot poly garbage. <laughs> um, and it, my wife didn't like it either, and she was a huge Hocus Pocus fan. Um, yeah, I heard from a lot of people that it was eh, like I, not great. I, I just kind of kept my mouth shut when we were watching it and just kind of watched her reaction because I, I was like, I don't want to ruin it for her because it's she's excited yeah, it's for it. Bad. And then when it was over, I think she was pretty let down. But um, I watched Confess Fletch, which was John Hamm taking over. Um, it was funny. It was I, I enjoyed it. I, I was kind of thinking, how are you going to get John Hamm to, to sort of do a Chevy Chase take? Um, and it was actually better than i expected he's pretty good i mean he's pretty good at being dry i think that's kind of what he's known for but mm -hmm. he manages to actually keep keep it pretty funny and, and the writing is just quirky enough that it feels like a wes anderson movie maybe a little bit mixed with okay yeah i've heard it's very faithful to the books more oh, so I, I didn't realize there were books yeah there's a series of books on it so i've heard it's very faithful to that compared to the chevy chase one um so yeah I've, I've, I've heard yeah. good things about that and i'm not not going to see it yet it's good. I I liked it. It it, it was better than I expected because I was a little standoffish with John Hamm uh, as the lead because I was just thinking he doesn't really have the in my head. Fletch is is Chevy Chase just from growing up watching. He, yeah, and he's such a different vibe than Chevy yeah. Chase. But he manages to get kind of the dryness and the and the humor without actually feeling like he's trying to do a Chevy Chase impression. I actually think it works better, especially for, I was like, man, how do you translate that to today? But they did a pretty good job with it. It, it was entertaining. But, like my wife and I both watched it. And we both we both enjoyed it. Nice, nice. Um, so one, I saw the Spielberg movie, The Fablemans, and I really enjoyed it. But and I wouldn't be shocked if it wins Picture of the Oscars. But yeah. that's more because it's about artists, and that is kind of a long history of you know the people who are voting 
Academy Awards are people in the entertainment industry. And it's some people have described it as like a love letter to movies. It's not a love letter to movies because it's not, but it's, it's, it's about, it's a, it's a about, sort of an autobiography, right? It is, it is. Um, but it's, I mean, also about like the pain that comes from being an artist and like what you sacrifice and but what, like, also what you sacrifice though if you don't pursue that artistic dream and that and so like well yeah there's a lot of love from movies in it it also recognizes kind of the sacrifices and pain you may go through to pursue that path and so i i wouldn't shock me for it to win best picture because it seems like the people who vote for those awards it would really have hit home for that's fair i i i want to see it i've kind of stayed downwind of it because i just don't want to make him watch a movie that's gonna make me cry <laughs> that sounds late yeah and that definitely it definitely has some sad moments happy moments and yeah it's um, i really enjoyed it i'm curious to re-watch it because it, it, i did feel like it was a lot to take in on the first watch because it's you know it's there's like happy memories in it there's sad memories and so like your emotions are kind of tracking with the character as they up and down. Um, and I find the movies like that for me on rewatches can either really hit home hard or I can kind of like push a distance from of like, okay, I get, I get what it's doing, but like I've. Um, yeah. And you know, what's tough it again. is I feel like as, as I've gotten older, um, his movies when i was a kid i would say steven you could say and i think this is true of a lot of people i'm not saying anything profound stephen king's or stephen king stephen spielberg's movies really resonated with me in my childhood of just he seemed to capture and maybe it's just just i was right time right place but jaws et jurassic park the goonies i mean he produced it he didn't he didn't make it but, you know uh, uh yeah. schindler's list Indiana Jones, you know, there's just so many movies he made and resonated with me up until about the mid nineties. Even I think, did he direct hook? Yeah, he directed hook. Yeah, he did. Um, and you know, up in saving private Ryan. So I'd say after about minority report and maybe catch me if you can, I, it was like, I kind of checked out on, on Spielberg and, um, didn't really enjoy a lot of the stuff he, he had done. And from like Oh four Oh five to today. So I kind of, I kind of want to watch you, this. Did you but... watch much of it? I did. And I okay. didn't. I was curious. I didn't like Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull. Uh, or Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Munich was okay. War of the Worlds, I think, was well made. But it just didn't stick with me. as like a movie I really liked. Um, Bridge of Spies. That, I just, the War I of Worlds falls into a weird post-9-11. Yeah. Like disaster movie, movie. now that you kind of see like, oh, like. Of just what that did to our country, like even to Steven Spielberg, of yeah, like like that he doesn't make that movie that way without nine eleven. Like it's yeah, that's it's, fair. Um, that's fair. I mean, that's oh five. And Munich is Munich's very interesting dark. way, but yeah. And then Ready Player One, I thought I would really like that. I I, I enjoyed all the pop culture references, but then I was kind of like, it feels like the whole movie is predicated on just that. Yeah, it's just I, a regurgitation. That's a book I really like. And I thought the movie was yeah, like yeah, not as not as good as it could have been. So uh, yeah, I, I just think not a. I, I honestly, I think not something that should have been turned into a movie. <laughs> that fair. I, I, I 
it, yeah, I, I feel I'm being critical of Steven Spielberg. I mean, the guy's had one of his movies will be probably more than I'll ever earn in a lifetime. Um, <laughs> uh, but no, I, I just, I want to get back into his stuff. I just, it's like, I, he's lost something that resonated with me as a kid and I don't know I, why as an adult. It's, well, it's he's not, not really good. making those movies, those anymore. movies anymore. Like he's not making Indiana Jones ET movies. Cause I, I mean, you look at like Lincoln, or like Bridge of Spies goes up like, um oh god andrew froze can you still hear me yep i can hear you okay okay war um, horse adventures of tintin right uh tintin's probably the one that is the most similar to the classic spielberg uh a lot of the other ones are not just the audience pleasers in some ways they are but they're just a different vibe i think and i find i need a little distance from it because you go into like oh a new spielberg movie like oh i ho- i hope it's like raiders of the lost ark or i hope it's et and it's like, like no yeah. spielberg that's like a pretty big expectation to have and so it always helps me like a little distance from us and be like oh no it's just a really good movie but yeah it's like he's not necessarily giving you why well, i mean i mean jaws I, it's not it's, it's also not fair of like like growing up, um, Indiana Jones was always a big movie to me. I re- I remember my parents took me to see The Last Crusade in theaters, um, and so I remember I remember going to see that at uh, oh man at um, National Hills uh, movie theater. It's gone now. <laughs> the theater's gone now, but it was yeah. across the street from the Augusta National, right? So, um, it was that's how how long ago this was probably in the it was eighty eighty nine, right? I also saw the Rocketeer there, but so that so it was at least there through <laughs> 1991. But uh, um, I grew up and I met, my dad was an archaeologist, and obviously he was Indiana Jones. But I remember he had a Raiders of the Lost Ark poster over the door into his lab, and so as a kid, that always resonated with me. And then I and it's kind of like that was cool and a cool association, and that kind of kept graduating up up the ladder with with Spielberg movies. And like I said, it's just he's just not making those kinds of movies anymore. And I think. Well, it's almost it's weird to, he's still making movies. <laughs> like, a little bit. Like I kind of wish I kind of wish he would stop on some level. And that's a shitty thing to say, but it's just like the magic isn't there for me as much as it used to be. N- not well, for his old movies, but for the new ones, it just seems like it's just, it's almost like I wish you like I don't I I just wish there wasn't like the baggage. Because you talk about like after like I don't know, catch me if you can, if you say. Yeah. And if you said, I, that, I, like, I like that a lot, if you, actually. If you That's said, like, he's, every movie that came after that, if he secretly made under a different name, and it was just <laughs> like this other guy. Uh, and it was like, oh, I like that guy's movies because it wouldn't have the baggage of trying to be like a Spielberg movie. No, that's a fair point. And uh, I, I, I think that I think yeah. you're right because it's. I know. I, I, long story short, I should probably go watch um, the Fablemans. <laughs> I'd, be, I'd be really curious what you think of it. Something I could either see you really enjoying, or just like really not landing for you. I, I think I would. Uh, I'd be very curious to see what you. All right, I guess I have to watch. Is it on HBO Max? I don't think so. Let me see. But I think let's, you can. I think you can rent it at this let's point. Do a little Google. Um, okay. But uh, while you're googling, um, for 2022. I would just shout out um, uh, Nope uh, was one I, I know I'll come back to and really enjoyed. 
Um, there's been a lot of buzz on everything, everywhere, all at once. And I really enjoyed that. Not positive how much I'll revisit it, but I did think it was pretty fantastic. Um, Turning Red, kids movie. Uh, no one bad. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I thought that was really good. And then uh, the Top Gun Maverick is definitely one I'll always be like, oh, yeah, 2022 Top Gun Maverick, a good year. Um, um, Glass I, Onion. I, the, I, 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 yeah. Is that good? I've not watched that yet. I like to watch lot. it. Yeah, I liked it a lot. Um, I like the first one. The first Knives Out was was I thought was really good. Yeah, if you like the first one, I think you like I think you like Glass Onion. Okay. Uh, I was just that they they made the Daniel Radcliffe as Weird Al movie. Which <laughs> I thought was pretty funny and one that I don't know, it, it, it stuck with me. It stuck with me. I enjoyed it. And then uh, the big Indian epic action movie RRR or I don't, I don't know how you're supposed to say it, but it, I'll definitely not forget. It was a hell of an experience. I want to see that. I, I want to see. Um... It's got some bananas action, like shit you've not seen before. And as people who watch action movies, like that's like saying something. Like maybe maybe that's the new frontier for good action movies. Is it's, it's like it's Michael other... Bay, John Wick. Like, well, yeah, like it's other cultures who've sort of seen like the eighties, nineties, and action movie and influence. take it and interpret it through their like cultural yeah. traditions, and like it's exactly that. Like it's taken all these like international action movies that have been made and then like all right we're gonna take that into our culture and spin it on it and it's just got some crazy crazy stuff in it and i mean this director has done some other action movies that are also pretty pretty crazy action sequences but i think this one the technology was there to really pull it off in a way that looked a little better than some of his other movies I've seen. Yeah. As far as I think the computer graphic special effects stuff. Um, and then I think just the story behind it pulls you in a little more where you're uh, a little more engaged and you're, you, you forgive more once you're sucked in. Fair. I, um, I, I want to watch that. And I, I, I agree. Top gun was a big one for me. Um, I'm looking at my list, and actually, it's interesting that the biggest takeaway for me was a lot of the bigger stuff that I did see. Like, um, I'm talking kind of action movies right now, but uh, I'm looking at Prey, The Gray Man, and mm. The Batman, and I didn't enjoy. I really didn't enjoy any of those, and that was okay. kind of the surprise to me. Was I like oh, Prey? Eh, I thought cool idea. I just it, they set it up to be based around. Uh, I'm gonna forget her name, but the main character. And they, they, so much of it revolves around other, other, like, it feels like it's set up to sort of establish, um, if I, were, I think her name's Naru. Um, she is, she's supposed to be the, the main heroine and it's set up as if she has to kind of come into her own and, and, and find her own confidence and find her own ability. And, and that's going to come through fighting a predator. But then so many times in the movie, they just keep interjecting a frontiersman or another uh, Native American from her tribe coming in and interjecting to, to fight the predator that at the end, it's like, it, it's really barely her fight. And so I just kind of thought they had an interesting idea, but they just, I, I didn't feel like they saw it all the way through in terms of what they set it up to be. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, I've not seen it in a little bit now. So I would want to, um, it wasn't bad. It just, I... it just, it's a cool idea. I feel like it could have been done better. Um, okay. the Batman, I'm just over the, <laughs> I'm yeah. I don't know. I'm over superhero I, movies, and I'm over the the whole dark I, I, rooting 
thing. And, I and I'm, I'm not a patent fan. Just, patents and fan. Get, I think I'm just getting too old. Like I've seen enough Batman. I've seen the Batman story told, like the Adam West Batman. I've seen Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton Batman. I've seen Batman cartoon, like Christian Bale Batman. Like um, and then I said Ben Affleck. <laughs> I, I, I think that's my problem is is the Nolan ones to me were sort of a, a peak peak point for for where that that franchise topped out. Yeah, and then I don't it, the the movie itself looks it's visually it's a very well done movie. Um, but it was no, just, and I'm happy for them to keep interpreting that character and telling stories with it. It's just I'm I'm probably not engaged with that at this point in my life. That's um, that's kind of where I, I got to it too. Yeah. Um, and then the Gray Man, I like. Uh, gosling i liked chris evans a lot um it just felt too generic and it felt too yeah i've not seen that yet it, it's it's a good action movie but it you remember when we met chris evans at your bachelor party i did i think we told that story on here right i know i told I it no idea. i told it to jay's birthday where long story <laughs> short it was before chris evans was officially captain america he had just been cast like early like, yeah. rumors were like swirling or like yeah like he was he, about to be cast as captain america or something and we, we saw him at uh the aria nightclub in las vegas in 2010 and <laughs> and our friend jay looked at me and said you have to go get your picture taken with the human torch and i was like okay <laughs> and, and so we go into this nightclub and chris evans this is again before chris evans was like as famous as he obviously as famous as he is today before the whole marvel run as captain america um which made him huge right and um uh we go into the area we have a bunch of drinks and then jay's like all right let's go find uh human torch i'm like okay let's go so we go walk around and if anybody's ever been in there it's gonna kind of at least at the time had this big square dance floor and then a second story which is where vip was so we, we walked up to the second floor we see chris evans standing with a bunch of his friends and it was not like hollywood friends it looked like it was like because he's from boston so i think it looked like a bunch of his guys from boston <laughs> like came out for the weekend to hang out and they were there for something and um uh so jay sees him and he says all right let's go i got this jay drops on and it's behind a velvet rope and so jay drops on all fours and he shuffles his body underneath the velvet rope <laughs> and stands up and immediately gets kicked out by security <laughs> and so while security is kicking him out i um take the opportunity to just walk around the velvet rope and i tap chris evans on the shoulder and i was pretty drunk at this point and it turns out chris evans was pretty drunk at this point <laughs> and uh <laughs> so I, I just look at him and i'm like hey are you gonna be captain america and he just looks at me with a big smile and he goes yes and i was like are you the human torch yes <laughs> we talked for about five minutes i do not remember anything else we talked about but he was a suit. I, I will give him credit, man. He was a super nice guy. He was chill. He didn't give me any problems about like being there talking to him. And then at the end of it, I was just said, Hey, uh, can I get a picture with you? And he said, Nope, too many drinks. And I was like, you know what? He's a smart guy. But uh, no, I I get I give Chris Evans credit, man. He's a super he's super super good dude. And it's like you always hear horror stories about meeting celebrities and they're mean or they're rude or weird or something. And I was like, nope, he was like a normal guy super cool so uh uh i will always be a chris evans fan after that because he was at least just a decent dude to, to talk to and and uh didn't give me any problems so that was my chris <laughs> evans story <laughs> uh beautiful 
and I hope he's doing well. I, I give him credit for being smart enough as a, a a a famous person to to not do something where he's taking a potentially embarrassing photo. Yeah, with a, he's gonna look a, like another drunk fan, dirty. like yeah, smart guy. So props to Chris Evans for being yeah. smart. Um, <laughs> guess it maybe Disney gives you that talk when they catch you in a movie. <laughs> I I feel like that was probably like Kevin Feig or Feig or Feige, whatever his name is, had some probably some pretty serious hooks in him uh, at that point. On yeah, hey, don't fuck <laughs> don't this fuck up. This up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, last I don't want to see pictures of you in Vegas. <laughs> like, no, yeah, I mean, like, and like yeah. we weren't doing anything weird. It was just weird at nightclub. But like, he was at least he was smart. Like, okay, had too much to drink. I'm famous. Can't I really shouldn't be doing it? Yeah, Great. yeah like uh, I, I give nice. him credit for having good judgment. Um, uh, you have any other 2022 things? This is a random one. I actually liked it a lot more than I thought I would. Um, it's not the best, but the Munsters on Netflix. Okay, uh, yeah, watch that with Halloween one. with kids. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. I, I liked it. Uh, I liked it how poppy and color, uh, technicolor it was. Um, and then, you know, in terms of terms of other stuff, uh, it's a horror movie as well. But I will say X. It's a uh, it's a Ty West movie that that's pretty low budget, but it's a really really good crossover to me of um, of like a Friday the Thirteenth mixed with like a uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Uh, it's not as scary or, or or sort of jarring, I don't think, as a Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but it's just one of those really well done, low budget uh, horror movies. And uh, I think it's also got a, either a sequel or a prequel that's called Mia that I want to see. That's also by Ty West that that looks pretty good. Um, so I'd say again for a horror movie, move a horror movie that's a good that's a good one just to check out. Yeah, it's on my list. So delightful. All right. Well, what do we? What do you? What do we want to do next? I've got the list. If you want me to run through it, I will. I will run through <laughs> it. But if you want next. to talk about the concept thematically, we're going to stick with the theme. I know this is going to be hard for people to wrap their heads around. It's not something people <laughs> reference much with movies. It's not like it's a really hard concept to get. So, like, we might have to go pretty deep into this. But oh, so uh, deep. so, Andrew, have you seen the movie Die Hard? No. Okay. Have you seen Die Hard 2? No. Because I know you have, because you did a podcast on it. <laughs> oh, I, I made that shit up. I don't know. I don't <laughs> wow, know. That's, that's impressive. Thank you. Uh, so, you know, <laughs> Die Hard, pretty big action movie. May have spawned a few imitators. Just a few. Just a few. And that's what we're tackling. <laughs> All the Die Hard ripoffs. And it's going to be Die Hard on a podcast. <laughs> What does you've that mean, heard, Mike? What does you've that seen mean? Die Hard on a submarine. You've seen Die Hard on a train. Die Hard on a plane. Die Hard at a hockey arena. Die Hard on a mountain. Die Hard on a mountain. Oh, die, die Hard at a boys' boarding school. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to Die Hard on a podcast. <laughs> we're doing Die Hard on a podcast. So, I, I, yeah, our, our movies, and this is the list we've picked so far, I'm looking at we may sub one of these out, but right now our, our current list and, and this is this is yeah, I don't think we both reserve the right to uh substitute something. Yeah, and I, I think that's a good idea. There's there's a couple that may just be a little too 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 slow, but Paul Black, a, a lot Paul a lot of these I'm excited about. Um uh we've got and I, I I in full transparency, this is curated based on me just googling a bunch of websites to talk about die hard on a blank movies because there there are so many so i was trying to 
we're trying to narrow it down into something that was um a list that we thought would be movies that a lot of people have seen that would be interesting but also um a lot of fun to watch and there, there's a couple on there i know i don't really like it but it was the rock was one they said on there con air was another one they said on there i don't really think those are diehards on a blank movie um i, I like the movies a lot i just felt like the the judgment that was that was that was very poor judgment by the website that i shamelessly stole the list from <laughs> um so I, mean, I, the I, movie... I get the rock a bit because terrorists taking over like alcatraz it's like but that's too specific that's just like, not what really the movie is no it, it's not and I, and and the heist is actually like a, a more noble noble thing uh I, i'll stand here and defend uh brigadier general uh francis x hummel on on this podcast and, and what he was trying to accomplish by taking over the rocks so, um but the movies we're, we're going to cover uh i will stop talking after this uh passenger 57 under siege uh i'll go in order Passenger 57 is Die Hard on a Plane, Under Siege, Die Hard on a Battleship, Speed, Die Hard on a Bus, Cliffhanger, it is Die Hard on a Mountain, Dread is Die Hard in a Giant uh, Apartment Skyscraper, that may be one we swap out, uh, Sudden Death, which is Die Hard at the Stanley Cup, <laughs> uh, the Toy Soldiers, uh, which is a Die Hard at a Boarding School, Skyscraper, which is Die Hard on a Die Hard Movie, and uh, executive decision and Air Force One, both of which are diehard on a uh, airliner or so Air I have Force. A question. One. I have one question for you for skyscraper. Are we doing the skyscraper, The Rock? Are we doing skyscraper, and Nicole Smith, the nineteen ninety six and, and Nicole Smith movie? <laughs> uh, we're gonna do a twofer. We're gonna do both, and then we're gonna both, talk right. about it without telling people which one we've actually covered. Because <laughs> I have. <laughs> very strong memories of seeing the Anna Nicole Smith skyscraper at like midnight on HBO as like a 14 year old. <laughs> I think, I think a lot of people do. <laughs> I do too. And I had forgotten about that until you said that, but uh, I, we already reserved the right to substitute. I think we're going to go ahead and substitute the Anna Nicole Smith movie. I'm curious Luke. how easy that is to find. Uh, well, I'm going to go check on, on just watch uh, and just see where, it is. Uh, it <laughs> is available. 1996 movie. All right. Anna Nicole All Smith. right. It is. It has got at with free with ads on Roku, Tubi, and, and Pluto TV. <laughs> uh, I don't know if they, I wonder if they edit stuff on there. I wonder if you get the full nudity. Or I don't, I'm not familiar enough with how they create nudity on those platforms. Uh, well, I think they well, do. I'm gonna find out. <laughs> um, people who like skyscraper also liked Showgirls. The girl next door, <laughs> San Andreas, and John Woo's hard boiled. <laughs> they also like, oh man, this gets better. They also liked Geostorm, Stone Cold, Zardoz, and Baywatch, and Hard Target. So I think, I think if anybody, wow. maybe, maybe we should do that because that's going to hit. We our just target. pivot to, we just pivot and just do those movies. <laughs> we could, and we could just do whatever is like ge generically recommended to me in a, in a, in an algorithm based ad for uh, <laughs> just watch. No, so, I, uh, we I think we may we may end up substituting that one. It's that to me is the worst movie on this list right now. If I just had to objectively stand back and look at it. I think it's okay, but yeah. I mean it's the most well, it's so far after the diehard craze. It it, it is. And it's that. It, 
it's it's the peak of the rock taking everything that was cool 20 or 25 years ago and trying to redo it with his own sort of rock spin on it yeah rock spin it's it's toned down violence it's toned down language and action yeah it's just like he's just a good guy like that's his premise for every fucking movie he does uh, yeah and that was a good guy so, so speaking of being that being toned down <laughs> what is not toned down is the first one we're doing uh no you want to tell everybody what it is oh i am excited so i texted andrew this weekend or murph i believe as, as we call you on the podcast you can call me whatever you whatever you please it's difficult for me <laughs> i struggle <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> so now i i so sent you a text and I was like, what are we doing first? Uh, and you didn't respond for like 20 minutes. <laughs> and I, I was like, yeah, I was like, well, you know what? Too fucking bad. <laughs> Cause I'm watching sudden death right now. And that's what we're doing first. And you know what? I'm lazy enough to just say, fuck it. I'm just going to watch sudden death this weekend too. And we're going to cover it. So uh, we're, we're going to cover sudden death to kick off our diehard. My, my favorite. What? My favorite was you were texting back and forth about it, and like forty-five minutes later, I sent you my notes. <laughs> I know I was very like, "Oh shit, Mike's." Uh, Mike's I was really very excited <laughs> to be like, <laughs> I'm, "It's gonna be very clear." I was over you watching sudden death. That's fine. I'm I'm here for it. I'm here for it. So I, I'm excited about doing the another John Claude Van Damme. It's another John Claude Van Damme. So congratulations, Belgium. And, Sorry for everybody else because apparently, and I think this knows. is appropriate because it is very very intentionally from like conception to the finished product a diehard ripoff oh i think i would argue there's shots there's there's specific uh, there are definitely scenes in it that are like oh we need that scene from diehard in here like i think i think we here's how we'll do it (laughs) we need to have a uh we we've done a lot of um uh carl weathers categories i almost think that this should be ranking at the end of this we need to rank our our who's the best hans gruber proxy oh yeah because i think that That's was in our notes start. it's a, that was in our notes for sure that we need to uh to head on to it so all right well we got we've got our die hard on a podcast series coming up uh it looks like it's going to be a 10 movie run so i think we're going to probably start dropping those in early february uh at the latest and that'll take us all the way through, I think, early April. And then we have, uh, uh, I think, we're not going to announce it just yet, but we have an exciting series coming up after that that <laughs> it'll be fun. That'll probably take us up through uh, the 4th of July, perhaps. So, um, yeah, this has been fun. I really enjoyed the very canon Christmas. I'm glad we could both agree that the uh, the splits and the weird sexual tension between Frank Dukes and... <laughs> and uh, uh, Jackson is what put uh, Bloodsport over the top for us. But uh, yeah, uh, I love doing this one. Glad we got to talk a little bit about 2022 and uh, all the great movies out there. And look forward to everybody joining us here for the uh, the Die Hard on a podcast. Sudden death. Sudden death. <laughs> Let's go, penguins.